You're listening to a Platforms podcast, your source for cutting-edge, relevant Torah. Enjoy. Welcome. For me, it's new because uh, it's been over a year since the yeshiva was back in the yeshiva, so I've been here for a long time hanging out with the Machina, but it's nice to see the yeshiva back and uh, a lot of new faces. Baruch Shem, the yeshiva solid. Good to see. All right. Um, in case you know who I am, you know, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Huda, I'm their uncle. That's part of why I'm connected to this place. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, marry the Rashiba sister. So in case you want an introduction to who I am, for those of you who, who don't know. All right. Um, the topic I was given was Elon, naturally, why not? And uh, I usually like uh, working on Tefillah. That's what I'm working on. Currently, had a lot of difference for him, but the current main thesis is tefillah for me. So I was thinking what would be interesting to talk about in tefillah. Uh, the problem with tefillah is always, uh, my uh, son pointed out, he, there's an expression that, they, that he heard that he wasn't familiar with before, davening up a suya. So I said, why do they call davening up a suya? Then you just read through it fast and get through it, right? So that's how davening usually is. So I figured, okay, maybe I'll pick a few lines that we actually say slowly, and you're stuck saying them anyway, and therefore, once you're going to say them slowly, so therefore we'll try to understand them. Uh, in the Slichas, we're going to say, Shema Koleinu Hashem Elokeinu, Chus Racham Aleinu, V'Kav Racham Ratzon Estfilaseinu, Hashvein Racham Alechem Neshuvah, Al Tashicheinu, and Al Tashicheinu Le'ezikna. So I'll take those four lines we actually say very slowly, out loud, and now focus a little bit why these lines are picked. It's actually interesting. They're not in Mizmor Tillam by themselves that come together. Rather, randomly, they took four lines and felt this association between these four lines together. Question is, why? Okay, the first one is, Where's that from? You all know it well. You don't have to guess. You all say it every day. Where is it from? Shimon It's not a Pusik anywhere. It actually, it comes from Shimon The others are Pesukim and Tilam. There's actually a Pusik in Shimon So the question is, where is it coming from Shimon Esrei? Hi, this is supposed to be interactive. What? End of, end of all the bakashas, right? This is the final bakasha. So if I was writing this, I would have put this shmakolein at the end, whatever else you're going to say, right? Stick it at the end. That's normally where you put it. So why is shmakolein the first thing we're saying here? Normally it would go at the end. Everything you read, right? It's not just, you know, a reading course, but rather there's actually something to think about. So there's always challenges to think about. Next line. Hashiveinu Hashem Elecha Benashuva, Chadesh Amir Kekeda. Okay, Hashiveinu Hashem Elecha Benashuva, that's pretty straightforward, right? Bring us back is actually not so simple. We'll discuss a little more. Who's supposed to bring who back, right? Are we supposed to come back to Hashem? Hashem is supposed to come back to us. So Hashiveinu Hashem, bring us back to you and we will turn. Chadesh Amenu Kekedem. Make new our days Kekedem, like the days of old. Okay, what are the days of old? What are the great days of old? Which days are we looking for? Well, what? Basically, is a good, very good answer. The Rishonim all seem to say that. Interesting, Chazal didn't pick that, which, which would have been interesting. It should have been because it's actually Pasuk in Echa, this Pasuk. So therefore, since Echa talks about the Chorban, therefore you should have picked what it could bring back. But the Medrash actually does not bring it. The Medrash Echa does not bring it brings different days, but everything but that, which was a little bit surprising. You probably don't know the Medrash Shadecha. Well, so you can think about it now, and it has like five, it 
different personalities whose time it's referring to, which is very interesting. And everything except what, what should be the normal answer, your answer, it didn't pick that, so we're going to have to understand that. So what does this bring us back to the good days, right? If anything, you know, this is great today. You know, look at the convenience, life, everything is so much easier today. What is a day in the past that we really want? That was a perfect era, especially look at Jewish history. We've got pretty bad history. Like very few periods that say, wow, this is amazing, right? Constantly we have sorrows all the time. Even on our best days, somehow, you know, you get Montoro and all of a sudden we have, uh, you know, uh, next thing you know, say Glazov. There's constantly issues. So what are the good days? Next, don't throw us away from before you. So how are we before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to say? And don't take away your Ruach Kodesh from you. It's a very good idea. The question is, where is the sense that we're right before HaKadosh Baruch Hu that it's talking about? And this is a, a, a favorite one of mine that uh, there's actually a very good answer for it, but it's a very, it should bother you. Al tashichinu leizikna kechlos kochinu al tazvenu. Don't throw us away at the time of our old age, when our powers are weak. Altazveno. What should bother you about that? You should ask me, Akasha. Don't throw us away. I'll teach you LASIK now when we're old and weak. Well, I was saying, uh, you, let's say, do you, I don't know if anyone has old grandparents, there's someone, I happen to help out someone. Actually, oh, I'm going to call him Sister. Okay, but anyway, I have to call him every day. He's 96. Would I go ahead and desert someone because he's old? Right? Would you do that, right? Someone who's old, you would desert them, right? So are you saying HaKadosh Baruch is going to desert us because we're old? Oh, you're old. I don't want to have interest. In that doesn't make any sense, right? Say, so don't desert us because you're old, right? So obviously that can't be a shot. But we say it all the time, and it sounds like, you know, Hashem has got bored of us because we're old, so he's going to desert us. Why, why can't it be that, that what it would be saying is that when someone's old and, and then they're not working on the things with you that you usually work on together, like impacting the world in regards to relationship with Hashem, so then your relationship's finished in that regard. I mean, if, oh, okay, so th- now that's actually interesting. If you ask me, right, who actually spends more time thinking about Kaddish Baruch and working, would you say a Zakin is more involved in that or less involved in that? Trust me, I've been through different ages, even though I look young. Actually, I qualify not quite to Zikna. I'm not 70 yet, but, you know, I'm getting there on an age. Trust me, when I was younger, right, it was much, oh, you are so busy with so many things. Is that now you're in a great position in yeshiva. But after a while, you get so busy with taking care of a family and Parnas and everything else. As you get older, you start thinking more, you know, about what my life is about, things like that. I think a Zakin focuses more. And we say Zeshachama Chachma, right? So, you're, you're close. You have even, to think, what? Though it, even though it says after that, when, when we lose our strength. Like, right. To, to be doing good, so to speak. No. Okay, so now, now you're trying to save another shot. That actually might be a good shot. So the question is, lose strength to do good. So now zikna might mean something else. You'll see, it's actually, it's actually a Rashi. People just don't know it. It happens to be a straight Rashi, but people just don't know it. So that's, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. But anyway, again, something that if you read it, you know, you just take it on its first, first value, you know, don't desert us because we're old. Obviously, it has to mean something else. Okay. Very good. Okay, so now Elul. What does it have to do with Elul? So the truth is, Tshuva, is Tshuva a, uh, a happy time or a scary time? Right? When you come about doing Tshuva, 
Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, is it is a time should instill fear or not? Okay, so I'll tell you both aspects. Okay. I think it's in some ways a very scary time, and in your situation, it could be a very happy time. So now I have to explain why. Why do most people fear Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? What's the fear of the of the era? What what what's the fear that someone trembling about? They judge, which means what are you afraid of? Okay, so we're not we're not afraid of tshuva. What are you afraid of punishment? Which, by the way, Chazal, the Ramban discuss it, it's more hero tshuva, which means we're not so worried about what it called, you know, oh, my relation with that Kaddish Baruch Hu, but what are people afraid of if you're afraid? So you're really afraid of what? Well, you know, maybe I'm not going to make it. You know, maybe Hashem, for some reason, will punish me. He'll give me a hard year economically. He'll give me all sorts of different difficulties that a person can get. And basically, Onesh involves different type of punishment, and that's what we're scared about, that worried about, about the different types of, you know, punishment that Hashem might give. And the Ramban basically describes, when someone does hero tshuva, it's the idea he's worried about the onish, he's not worried per se about connecting with Godesh Baruch Hu, but he's more worried about hero tshuva, the idea of, if I don't do tshuva, I'm going to get whacked. So therefore, it's a, it's a more basic type of tshuva. But that means tshuva is on a lower level, basically what is it saying? It's saying, I just don't want to get punished. But it's not interested in terms of tshuva, about reconnecting with HaKadosh Baruch or anything else, but rather it's just dealing with that. What deals with that in our tefillah is when do we deal with that in tefillah, worrying about those issues? We daven every day, right? Most people in the davening, it depends what your focus is, but when you say the different tefillahs, the middle center of the tefillahs, what are they about? Revanyenu, Rafaenu, Barachalenu, what are our concerns about? Those very things. Revanyenu, right? We're worried about securing the streets. Trust me, you're living in Kabul today, you're terrified, right? This is not a place you want to be, okay? For years, Jews anywhere in the world, trust me, it was never a good place to be, okay? It was just not an easy place uh, growing up. Um, in Europe, right, Jews used to see a guy, and, you know, they were intimidated by a guy because a guy could just whack you. There were centuries you could kill a Jew or beat up a Jew, and there was nothing. There was no consequence. Jews actually lived in fear on a constant basis, right? We're in one of those little golden eras where we have a sense of freedom and everything else about, about being a Jew and being able to survive. But it was no way an easy situation. So, Revanyenu, look at the situation we are in Golis. Rafenu, right? Rafenu today, we're in a whole different level of Rafuah. But, you know, before penicillin, my grandfather's father, right? So he got a piece of wood stuck in his foot. He was about 40 years old. There was no penicillin. He died. Infection. That's what happened. That's what happened. So I'm telling you, it's, it's not thousands of years ago. This is relatively modern history, right? This is what was the situation. Today, right, we are in such a great state. You know, people feel so relaxed about it. Of course, some of us are worried about covid guess only older people, and you, the people who are young, who feel like you're invincible and you have to bet anything, so you feel very relaxed, you feel that you don't have to worry, these are, you know, things that are beyond you, but basically, there's a sense of health, a sense of security, that you feel good about yourself, right? But I'm saying today, relatively, right, people feel in a very secure area regarding their health, okay? And Parnassa, Parnassa, till, if you look historically, till this century, 
It was miserable. The basics for life for most people, having bread, having food, were horrible. Again, I'll talk my, about my grandfather. Remember, he's telling stories, you know, uh, when he grew up for Shabbos in Poland, what you did is you put out new sand on the floor. Okay, he didn't live, uh, you know, hundreds of years ago. He's saying in this century, that's what you did. You didn't have running water, things like that. He came to, Baruch Shem Hashem was very good to him. He came to America, he worked very hard. He was a Ben Toyra, used to learn Daf Yemi uh, several times a day. And Hashem was very good to me. He was very masiach here. He came to Ellis Island with $3. You couldn't get, couldn't get off Ellis Island. You need $4. And Baruch Hashem did well. But the suffering, the hardship that people went through till they were able to make it here, very, very hard. Today we all live, Matzlacha, brach, everything's so easy. You know, everyone's basic is you can't live without a cell phone, right? There are certain basics that we have today. Food, you know, you're worried about how fancy everything is we. But basics are all so easy today. So people today don't really worry about the basics. But for the average Jew throughout the centuries, this is a tremendous amount of thing. It was a tre- tremendous difficulty. The first aspect that a person really there, therefore had a daven for and worry for that he was concerned about is Shema Koleinu, right? He had to get through all the basic necessities. And the truth is, when you're still worried about all the basic necessities, you don't even have time to focus on anything else. You know, it's easy for people to do sin because they have so much free time on their hands. They think about, you know, this, that, all sorts of tithes or whatever they want. But if your basic needs are, I have to work hard. My, my grandfather at 13 already had to go out to work, even though he had learned how to, you know, learn a daf and everything else. But by 13, you had to help support the family. This is normal. This is not unusual. This is what life is like. So in those days, people worked very hard. They were very industrious. Everything was a difficulty in life. People didn't have that much, you know, tithes because they didn't have time for tithes, so to say. And uh, therefore, the basics for a person to get to a level of worrying about other aspects of tshuva are very difficult. So the first aspect of a person wants to get to tshuva, if he wants to be able to get to the higher level of tshuva, worrying about connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is to first have the basics. So I think Shema Koleinu comes first here because if you don't get past Shema Koleinu, you can't get to the next level. In other words, the first thing they needed in the process of tshuva is, I need all my basics. I have safety in the streets. I have security. I have health. I have enough money to, to eat. And now that I have a much better life, which is like the era we live in, we could spend time on learning Torah. We could spend time about things with a, a connection with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. We're in a higher madrig already, right, because Hashem affords us all those things. So I think in terms of the bakashas, Shema Koleinu, which you would think comes at the end, comes at the beginning. First, get me all my needs. Take care of everything. Put me in a good state, a menuchas type of state. And now a person is ready to start the next level where you can really do the higher level tshuva. Not the tshuva of hear her tshuva, worrying about, you know, all my basic needs and just doing tshuva, avoiding sin, so that I don't get punished, but rather to be able to come closer to a Kaddish Baruch so that's why I think the first one was Shema Koleinu now is coming first. What's the second one? Hashiveinu Hashem Eilechem Anashuba Chadeshameinu Kikena. Okay, bring us back to you and we'll do Tshuva. Chadeshameinu, bring our days like of old. So I'll read you the Medrash uh, Rabban Eicha. It says like this. Uh, first it starts Hashiveinu Hashem Eilechem Anashuba Amr Knesh Yisrael of Nekadosh Baruch Hu Ben Rosh Olam Shalchahi Oh, who hashivenu, or lahem shalachem hu? 
It's a machlokis between Kaviyochal HaKadosh Baruch and Bnei Yisrael. Who has to come back to who? And then it goes on. Um, who's Kikedem? So now it gives you choices. Kodem Harishon. Okay, Okay, so I'll give you all the basic people they give you. The list that they have here basically is you have Adam, Hevel, Noah, I'm putting in the order that they actually came, Moshe, and Shlomo. So why is it picking these people? It's an interesting list. This is Medrashecha. I really liked your shot. That's a simple shot. But why is it picking these people? Why is this is the ultimate level coming back to? Adam Arishon. Why is that such an important level? I would assume before. I mean, given their choice, right? I'd pick before the chet. Why would they want to pick it? I don't want to be like Adam Rishon after the chet, right? Right. So what's the concept going on? Relationship. What? Relationship. Exactly. All of them, I think, the site is going to be a similar site. The site is, we want to have a connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's a real Hashibeno Hashem Elech of an Ashuba, Chadeshim I don't want to just be stomp, okay, I didn't do any sins this week. The question is, how do I connect? What are we doing here? Why are we on earth? Right? I think it's a troubling question for all of us. Halacha teaches you all the stuff you need. Don't do this, do that, etc. But it doesn't teach you what it's ultimately all about. The most basic question everyone should be concerned about, what am I doing here? Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu make me? What, what's, what's it all about? And that's really where we're very unique. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a Torah, and he gave us like a direction, right, to try to help us figure out how to connect with him, how to actually be the ultimate connection. But can you imagine the days like Adam Rishon? Adam is actually created by Kaddish Baruch Hu. You want to know who Kaddish Baruch Hu is? He's my creator. I feel connected to Kaddish Baruch Hu, totally. Can you imagine in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, right? You want to know who Hashem is, right? You go out each morning, who serves you breakfast? The man comes down, and this is how you eat straight from Kaddish Baruch Hu. You want to drink, you drink his water. You felt totally connected. It's like hard to imagine. Imagine that type of feeling. You understand exactly what it's all about. All of us are here. You know, we're here for X amount of time, right? We all know that we're finite and we live. But the whole thing we want to know, am, is it all real? How do I connect it all? How do I know what, what life is meaning? I want a nitzchi life. I want to know my life is ultimate. So imagine getting Kekedim, feeling that type of connection like Adam had. Like, like uh, Moshe had. I prefer those. Shlomo was a nice period also because we had the base mikdash, everything else. But for me, when I think about it, Moshe, I mean, the, you wanted to see Hashem. The Anand is sitting right there. You felt the Shekhinah. That's what it's all about. I think everyone in life, in other words, you daven sometimes. You, can I feel that one second I feel connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Right? You can't do the whole davening, right? But can you find one, one minute... Just nothing else exists, and just close your eyes. I don't know what you see in, in your mind. That's not the image, just to be a blank. But just feel, I'm connected. It's all real. It's all connected. And that makes, life, that makes everything meaningful. It means everything's connected. And that's what life really is about. I mean, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a way. Uh, we all find something for ourselves to focus on to make our life meaningful. 
I mean, what happens is, I'm trying to think, you know, everyone can only pick their, their own experience and try to see it. I'll sometimes take a word, something bothers, something bothers in the daven, and I'll just go ahead and just like spend an hour, two hours at night. I wake up in the middle of the night and I just want, I want to figure it out. And you try to reach out, where am I getting the ideas from? Who are we, right? It's Elokai Neshama Shanasatabi. Who's Neshama Shanasatabi? I'll misread the, the phrase for you one time. Elokai Neshama Shanasatabi. Okay, how would that mean? Every single one of you has unbelievable potential in life. Every one of you could find any secrets they want, could do anything, to make, you know, have a connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, can understand any secrets of Torah, can get any other one. Everyone, every single one of you. How do we know that? Because each one of you is a chelik melokami mal. I don't just see people sitting here. Each one of you has a chilek of Hashem in you. This is one of our basic tenets of faith. We believe it. It's true. And when you try to do yourself and try to reach out, whatever mind, whatever thoughts, whatever you're doing, you're connecting with your neshama, which is a chilek of Hashem. He's not by Shabbayim He's inside of you. Each one of us has that koach. We each have that neshama. Which means you look around each of you, you can look at each of your friend, each one of you has a chilek of Hashem. See, if we look at ourselves as, as just a Gashmi person, we're nothing. I'm infinitesimal. The, you see a, a, you know, a little, uh, what do you call it, the ant walking around, right? We're even less than that when you think about the universe. But if you think you have a chelak or kami inside of you, neshama inside of you, we're unbelievable. So the people, Adam, had that understanding. B'nai Yisrael, when they saw the man come down each day, they saw the on top, they saw the shechina, they understood that, they had that connection. I, I'm, I could do anything. I can understand anything. I think most people fail in life because they don't believe it, right? If you don't understand something and you spend an hour on it, two hours, and say, oh, I can't figure it out. So we give up because we don't really believe we can find anything. If you totally drive the shechina crazy, I want to know. I don't care if it takes 100 hours. He'll give you the answer. Anything you want. I think it's there for everyone. I, I totally believe it's for everyone. Anyone can get anything they want if they totally believe in it. They have to really, really connect to it. So that's really what the, the challenge is. I want to return to the Shekhinah. This is not just this fear, okay, I want to stop doing sin. Oh, fine, we all do chatoyim, we all get past them, and we, you know, everyone basically is trying to do the right thing. But the, the ultimate is, right, now we're on a higher level, can we really feel that we want to connect with the Shekhinah? I only have five minutes left, so we'll move on a little bit. Okay. Uh, what's the next one? Okay. Al tashichin mofanachav ruach kachchal tikach mimenu. Okay. Don't throw us away from before you, right? Ruach kachchal tikach mimenu. Since we just discussed this idea, this whole feeling that we have the ruach kachchal inside of us, right? We each have chelok kamimal. So when you look at the situation and you look at the situation that happened to Adam, look at the situation that happened in the time of Moshe, look at each situation, people actually had the most unbelievable connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we can't figure it out. And we try to think, how did the generation lose that? The Dordea all of a sudden could somehow not appreciate it. We don't fully understand it. Is everything else that we get involved in, all the silliness, right, does that take away and break that connection. I once had like a marshal, I'll say. Let's say, let's say you had a, I have a mouse in a cage and I'm able to break through, you know, you're a scientist and you break through and teach a stupid mouse how to actually read and learn and understand. 
and you had this mouse, and you tell the mouse, I'm going to teach you everything. You're going to understand everything in the world. Now you'll know what the whole world's about. But the thing is, you have to stop it. Don't keep running after cheese all day. You have to really focus on this. And the mouse is learning, and he's getting it. And then one day, he sees someone drops in a piece of cheese, and oh, forget it all, he runs after the cheese. Is that what's happening to us? You know, we get, we're, we have such potential, right? We have the unbelievable levels to be able to get to. And is it like we jump after a piece of cheese one day and forget it all? It's hard to understand. Why did it happen to Autumn Rish and why did it happen to the Dordea? I don't understand. But that's, that's what we have to, if we protect our relationships so much and we know that we can do anything, then everything else is silly. You know, it's like uh, once, you, once you get up here, you're not going to jump down there again. So that's what we have to keep in mind. So that's, that's basically what the, the concept of Al Tishvachim Milfanacha. Then I promise you, Al Tishvachim Milfanacha. Okay, so if you want to know what Rashi says on Le Zikna, so therefore when you say it every day, you'll, you know, you'll know what it actually means. Here's Lashon Rashi. All right, Rashi and Tillman says like the Le Zikna, Im Zakanti Bechatoyim, Chatasi Harbe. In other words, the problem is not Zakanti that I got old. Hashem doesn't give up on people because they got old. He loves old people. Old people are, you know, are great people. They're fantastic. All for them. The older, the better. Okay. <laughs> so, but it means if you're Zaka and you got so used to doing sin, and that's hard for a lot of us, and it's a very difficult thing. With everything we say about everything else, right, about the great potential man has, man has certain natures that he gets ingrained. He has certain flaws that he keeps doing, and certain things show up every year. You know, certain things, every Russia, I mean, Kippur. Okay, I promise I'd take care of that, and somehow didn't get taken care of. And the question is, at one point, does Hashem give up on you? Say, okay, I've heard 30, 40 years, you kept promising to fix this thing, still not fixed. So don't give up on us. Even though we get old with the same sin, know that we never give up, that everything that we have to work on, we will work on, and what it called, and uh, he shouldn't give up us, we won't give up on him, and therefore, yes, Hashem will all be Zoha that as we uh, work on ourselves in Tshuva, Malasa Madrega, we should be Zoha this year for a wonderful year, not only in terms of having Bracha, Hatzacha, everything, but also connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Once you have that connection, everything else in the world is wonderful. This has been a Platforms podcast. Please share it with your friends. If you can think of one person to send it to, please take the time. It truly is the best way to help us out. If you have any comments or suggestions, please go and email platformspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.